you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. All the look back at week 10, everything you need to know. For fantasy dominance, Jason Smith alongside Adam Rank, the Admiral, Akbar Bajabiamila, and our own fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, will give you a very early look at your waiver wire. What do you do with Tavon Austin? Can you start Nick Foles every week? Can you start Riley Cooper every week? We'll give you all the big disappointments from Week 10 and what you do with them going forward. Guys like Richardson, Spiller, Luck, and the entire Atlanta Falcons team. Also, targets and touches, the players that were targeted the most in the NFL on Sunday. What does that mean for your team? What does it mean for what you should do this week? Find out that and more right now. With a look at the Bucks and Dolphins and Fabs today, Veterans Day, we'd like to start by thanking all those men and women who have served in our armed forces and on active duty. You can go to NFL.com slash salute to learn more about the NFL salute to service. And one guy we're going to spend some time saluting today is Tavon Austin, who had a heck of a day on Sunday. He did, and a lot of people are going to rush out and pick him up off the waiver wire, only to find the Rams are off in Week 11. <laughs> All right, we'll have more advice on Tavon Austin and the latest on Peyton Manning's health coming up in a bit. But right now, let's go to Rankin Akbar standing by for Monday Night Football, guys. Thank you, Jason. It's the Dolphins and Buccaneers tonight on Monday Night Football. Two teams who have been in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. And Akbar, your former team, the Dolphins, they've been struggling in the headlines a little bit lately. What does that do to the locker room? Well, I can tell you right now, it absolutely distracts the locker room when you talk about guys from the in-house. There's one thing to have an exterior factor. Maybe they're saying things about your team. But when you have two guys that are in-house that are having issues like this, it fragments the team. And these are two pieces of the team that were a very good part of that offensive line and now they're gone well what does that mean to ryan Tannehill? well for ryan Tannehill, i mean he's been a player that has been consistent in reality but when he comes to fantasy he hasn't been very productive he's getting he's gone on giving you double digit points in each game this season but nothing that stands out and he's not that type of quarterback that's going to surprise me as a guy that's going to wow you with some sort of magic to get you get him into the 20 25 30 points so Ryan Tannehill by all intent and purposes is not a quarterback that you would want to play in this matchup or even for that this season 
Well, Unless you're in a deep double, you know, two-quarterback league. Three-quarterback league, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, if the offensive line are causing problems for Ryan Tannehill, what about the running back situation? Lamar Miller starting to come back a little bit. You know, 11 fantasy points in three consecutive road games, as you see right there. What kind of night do you see from him? Well, I, I don't expect very much from Lamar Miller. He hasn't shown me this season that he can string together consistently. Now he's coming off of a back-to-back games where he put up very good points against Cincinnati mm-hmm. and the New England Patriots, but they're still the Thomas factor. Too. Thomas can get in there and start to, you know, make some plays. We saw he had 12 carries last week. So all of a sudden, then it makes you start thinking. But Lamar Miller, uh, I mean, you have to play him because there's no probably better running backs out there. But I, I'm, I'm cool on him. You know, Danny Thomas there. Sometimes you need to make room for Daddy. But what about Mike Wallace, <laughs> who has been a free agent bust as a wide receiver? Uh, yeah, well, he's going to be more of a bust because he's going to be on Revis Island going up against Darrell Revis. I think even with Darrell Revis not at 100%, he's still going to be able to lock down Mike Wallace for two reasons. One, he doesn't have a quarterback yet that has been able to make those kind of big plays. He hasn't been able to run those routes and get open and, and be productive. And then Darrell Reeves is going to lock him down and just harass him all game. Akbar, if it's okay with you, let's take a look at the projections of what we have for the Miami Dolphins this week. We don't see a lot from Ryan Tannehill. I think the two of us, the, the combined 25 points would be nice, but we're going to split the difference there, 13 and 12. Lamar Miller, we both see bad. You're worse than you're usually the more <laughs> optimistic guy. Yeah, yeah, and I am, but I just don't see it for Lamar Miller. Although I do visualize Clay going in for a touchdown, yeah, maybe does, red zone. That's yeah. exactly the one guy we would play is Chuck Clay. <laughs> yeah, Chuck Clay. I like Chuck that. Clay. All right, let's go to the other side of the ball. Mike Lennon is somebody we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. It seems in some instances you can trust him. Is this one of those? Well, nights? he's still very young. I wouldn't trust him in this game right now. You're not. You don't want to play Glennon. He's not a quarterback that you're going to get excited about this is a team that's struggling right now they're still looking for their very first win and believe me when I tell you that's going to weigh on a young quarterback it's going to weigh on the entire locker room so they're going to be trying to force plays down and make them but I'll tell you you know he's a guy that you're just going to watch and see how he develops because next year will come around but I don't think that you play uh, Mike Glennon in this game or any game this year yeah you say you were never excited about starting him I've never been excited about starting him (laughs) in the weeks I've had to but one guy I think a lot of people are looking forward to starting now go ahead Mike James yeah he started started to look really good in in the last couple of weeks and against Seattle where a lot of people might have benched him I know I did but this looks like the best matchup you could possibly have you know what for all the nonsense that's gone on with the first round running backs that we highly touted in the beginning of the year your CJ Spiller Trent Richardson Mike James is a is a a breath of fresh air just to see him go out there and run and we see that they're committed to running the ball he had 28 carries he made very good last week you know running the ball like he knows how to do being very aggressive and hitting the hole you could play Mike James Dare I say this year's version of Cecil Shorts might be Timothy Wright, a guy that we've been talking a lot about a lot over the last month, and we've been rewarded at least nine fantasy points in three of his last four games. Is this another guy that we can expect a huge night from? Yes, because he also has a young quarterback throwing in the ball, Mike Glenn. One of the easiest throws for a young quarterback to make is seeing that matchup between a linebacker right here, linebacker, and a tight end. When you see that, it's like an easy throw. You don't have to worry about the coach pressuring you like, how come you didn't make that deep run when you saw a single high safety? And you don't have to explain all that. Timothy Wright's there, so you can continue to think about playing or excuse me, continue to play him in every single format. Here are the optimistic versions of 
front of Monday night's projections. We see hey, a big game just from, like me. from Vincent. You see a monster game from Vinny Jack. I do. I think 16 points. Vincent Jackson is going to break out. Former teammate, didn't you play with him in yes, San Diego? Yes, I did. I played with him in San Diego Chargers. You're yeah. going to favor him a little bit. That's fine. <laughs> every, every Why are you going to call me out like every, that? Every one of these Monday night games seems to feature a team you played for. But very nice. Thank you very much, Akbar. I think we're set up for Monday night. Now, after the game, NFL Fantasy Live will, will be back with all of your fantasy reactions and insight. You can check us out at 1 a.m. Eastern time for your fantasy highlights of the Monday night game and more. And remember to check us out throughout the week at 5 p.m. and 1 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Now let's send it back over to Jason and Fab. Guys? All right, thanks a lot, Mr. Rank. Akbar Bajbi Mila. Time to get you caught up on the latest headlines from a busy weekend of NFL football. Here's your notable injuries week 10. Peyton Manning, who got injured during Sunday's win over the San Diego Chargers. More on him in a minute. Jake Locker, Terrell Pryor, Seneca Wallace, who is out. We already know Scott Tolzien will start next week for the Green Bay Packers. But Jake Locker is someone fabs the Titans fear, done for the season with a Liz Frank injury. So now with first with Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, taking charge of things. He had a big day on Sunday. Do you, is it simple as, as dropping Jake Locker and picking up Fitzpatrick? No, there's better options at quarterback. We've been talking about Nick Foles, of course. Case Keenum, who was Akbar Bajabia Miller's new Cecil Shorts for 2013. There are better options. Remember, the Amish Rifle did this earlier in the year. Locker got hurt. He came in, had a big game. After that, not so much. He's someone I'm avoiding. You still confident with Kendall Wright? I am. I like Kendall Wright a whole heck of a lot, especially in PPR leagues. All right, get ready for another week of questions about Jay Cutler's health. The Bears quarterback did not finish Sunday's game against the Lions due to an ankle sprain, ankle injury. He's week to week with a high ankle sprain, but Fabs really doesn't matter. Josh McCown starts, Jay Cutler starts. The Bears' weapons have all been good. Yeah, he has looked extremely good in that one start from McCown. And now, he's not Jay Cutler, so there is a little bit of a downgrade. But the fact of the matter is, you are starting Brandon Marshall. You are starting Matt Forte. You are starting... Alshon Jeffrey. In fact, McCown could end up being a low-end one based on the matchups. Yeah, and the only guy to watch out for a little bit here is Martellus Bennett. Doesn't seem like McCown and he are on the same page right now, but all your other big weapons, you're starting them. Meanwhile, no quarterback controversy in Philadelphia. If you own Nick Foles, a big sigh of relief. Eagles head coach Chip Kelly says Foles has the job, at least for a little bit longer. I think what we've done for the last two weeks has worked for us pretty good, so we're going to stick with that formula. I mean, it's got us 16 touchdowns, no interceptions, and two wins, so why would we change? No reason to change, Fabs. If Josh McCown could be a low-end one, depending on your quarterback's needs, where's Nick Foles? He's right there. He's actually moving up into a next tier. He's not on Peyton Manning's level or Drew Brees' level, but look at, the, look at the numbers he's posted. He's not throwing interceptions, and they're playing the Redskins this week. That's a nice matchup. All right, scary news for Peyton Manning fantasy owners. The quarterback injured his right ankle Sunday. Here's what he had to say after the game. I'm pretty sore. Pretty sore. It got, it got me. It kind of got me twice uh, in kind of in kind of that lower area. So, uh, you know, I felt better coming into the game. You know, after the bye week, but uh, pretty sore. News on Monday, very good for Peyton Manning after his MRI. No new damage to his ankle. He says he's good to go, ready to go for next week. So Peyton Manning looks like he's all right. Yeah, hallelujah from all the fantasy owners out there who not only have Peyton Manning, but Wes Welker and Eric Taggart, Demarius Thomas and Julius Thomas. It was a scary sight to see him writhing in pain on the field 
Glad he's going to be in there, both for the Broncos and for fantasy owners. Yes, and best wishes to all of these players as they try to bounce back from injury, get well and get back on the field soon, guys. As something we brought you earlier this week, actually Sunday morning on NFL Fantasy Live, Texans running back Arian Foster out for the season due to a back injury suffered in Week 9. So this means Ben Tate takes over, but Fabs, a little nervous about Ben Tate because they need to find out about Case Keenum. Ben Tate's a guy that could walk away at the end of the season. I don't think you can expect, well, I'm going to plug Ben Tate in and get Arian Foster type. Numbers. Remember, he also has four broken ribs, and so that's a major issue. He's playing in a contract year, so Tate should be motivated. But the fact of the matter here is that Akbar was ahead of the curve on Case Keenum. He's looked very good in a couple of his starts, over 18 fantasy points. Right now, a viable fantasy starter. I said it. Ben Tate a flex? Ben Tate's a flex because we know he's going to see most of the workload, but a player to keep an eye on is Dennis Johnson. All right, how about Tavon Austin? Again, he's going to be out this week, and people are going to see that he had a huge game, pick him up off the waiver wire where he's available. But you know what, Jason? I still don't believe in him. I mean, this is one game that he's had a huge stat line and would have helped fantasy owners had you start him. Kellen Clemens is still the quarterback there. I need to see more. I need to. Have, I have a little bit more trust in Tavon Austin. Right now, it's not there after one big game. So likely, he's going to need a high waiver priority to get him. You're going to be one of your first few picks. Are you? You're not. You're saying don't use one of those picks on Austin. Not unless you're in a league where you really need a wide receiver or you get points for return yards and touchdowns. Then maybe you use it. But I think the jury is still out on Tavon. All right, there you go. Some of the big headlines from a busy Sunday in the NFL. Still to come, are there players who disappointed you so much their performance on your TV Sunday was worse than a Rob Ford video? Well, we'll tell you who's going to bounce back and who you can chain to your bench with cement shoes while carrying an elephant and balancing a battleship on your head. Plus, Week 10's top performers. Touchdown Bears to Brandon Marshall. Touchdown Seahawks. Marshawn Lynch. What a return by Tavon Austin. 55 yards and a little luck. You can count it. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Denver. With NFL Mobile from Verizon, get in-game highlights and up-to-the-minute news and scores from your favorite team. Premium subscribers can watch live games Thursday, Sunday, and Monday nights, as well as NFL Red Zone and NFL Network, all live on your phone. Download today by calling Star Star NFL or go to NFL.com slash mobile. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. It's time now for our Monday Nightmare presented by Call of Duty Ghost, which is in stores now. Now, if you woke up this morning and found a massive disappointment on your roster, Des Bryant, you know what we mean by Monday Nightmare. So take a look at our biggest fantasy disappointments for Week 10. Guys who were expecting to have big days. Wes Welker, the Broncos, and Peyton Manning had a big day. Just two points. Colin Kaepernick, three fantasy points against the Panthers defense. Some big names on this list, but... Rank, let's kick things off with C.J. Spiller. Let's play a little game called Bench, Drop, Trade, or Start. What are the four things you can do? What do you do with Spiller? Is this a Monday nightmare or a season nightmare? (laughs) It could be both. C.J. Spiller. Keep him on. Gosh. I mean, I would keep him on the bench. I would would like to say that he's a matchup-based performer, but he he had a fantastic matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers who had allowed the most fantasy points of running backs heading into Sunday, but the guy just can't do it. One touchdown in his last 11 games, and you see it week in, week out. He's just not consistent enough. He's somebody that you were married to because you drafted him really high. You probably drafted him in the first round, early second round at the latest. But I, I get the name value and everything, but you got to put him on the bench. Yeah, and especially when Doug Marone says he's healthy, he's going to get the ball, and he barely touches the football. He's a liar. <laughs> 
You know, a lot of those coaches are liars, by the way. Really? We've been misled by an NFL head He coach. was the guy who said he was going to run the ball 300 times this season. Why am I still listening to him? It's all on me now. All right, let's move on to Ray Rice. A bench trade dropper start. He's been awful for Ooh, us. He has been awful, and he is a guy who's been a massive disappointment from a fantasy perspective. I'm saying you play the matchups with him, so start him this week against the Chicago Bears, who have not been able to stop running backs. But when you look at Ray Rice, even in space, he can't make defenders miss anymore. And this isn't a guy who's 30. He's in his mid-20s. He should be in the prime of his career, but it's not happening. Part of the reason is their offensive line is lousy. They can't open up any holes in the line of scrimmage for Ray Rice. And the fact of the matter here is that, to me, He's been the biggest bust in fantasy football because of where you drafted him, what he's done in the past. But with that being said, unless you were able to pick up someone like Le'Veon Bell later, you're going to grab an Andre Brown this week, you probably do have to start him when the matchup's right. I think but, Spiller wants to get in there on that biggest Oh, it's close. It's close. <laughs> so he's in there as a flex for you now, which is where Ray Rice is at. Exactly. Imagine that. Oof. RB1 Oof now to a flex. All right, let's take a look at Victor Cruz, who had a bad day Sunday against the Oakland Raiders. What do you do with Victor Cruz again? This is a guy now you have to put in your flex. You can take chances at your flex. That's why we're advising, look, guys like Spiller and Rice. Victor Cruz was the number one wide receiver in fantasy through four weeks, and now the guys had nine or more points once in his last seven games. The Giants can't throw the football well downfield. With the emergence of Andre Brown, they're going to run the football more. So you're still putting Cruz in because he's the number one guy there. Nearly had a touchdown, as you saw in that play right there. But take a chance with him. Put him in your flex. He can't be any higher than that right now. Cam Newton is someone, Rank, who we thought was still going to have a big game against San Francisco, and that didn't happen. Yeah, but I would still start him. I understand sometimes your quarterbacks are going to go up against a tough defense. You still have to start your studs, and there are just times where he's just not going to perform. You know, unfortunately for you, on Sunday, it was one of those weeks where Cam Newton wasn't able to come through. But when you start looking at the schedule and looking at some of the matchups he's got coming up, he's going to get back to running the ball a little bit more. He's throwing the ball pretty well, but it's the running. That's the big thing. So Cam Newton to me, one week aberration, you lost a week. Don't overthink it too much. Keep him in your lineup. All right, Des Bryant, Rank and I and Fabiano combined to catch one less pass than Des Bryant on Sunday Night Fabs. This was a great matchup. There was going to be a ton of fantasy points, and Des got taken away, as Jason Garrett said, by the defense and not by his back. So what do you do going forward? I am benching Des Bryant, but that's because the Cowboys have a bye coming up. <laughs> Other than that, I am starting Des Bryant. Listen, we all have bad days at the office, right? You have a bad day. Rank has a bad day. I have a bad day at the office. Des Bryant had a bad day at the office. It happens. He will come back. He will produce. Don't worry about it. It's a blip on the radar. All right, there we go. So that's what to do with all those guys. Your Monday Fantasy Disappointments, Monday Nightmare, presented by Call of Duty Ghost. Remember, you can also check out Adam Rank's Monday Nightmare column every Tuesday morning. He recaps the scariest performance on Monday night at NFL.com slash Monday Nightmare. Rank, this week, you're really there for the people. I got you covered. Jake Lockett already ruined my league, so. <laughs> I think you're going to be writing about Mike Wallace. Coming up, we'll take an early look at your big waiver wire targets for this week. Might there be another Riley Cooper you can add to your roster? Come to think of it, Riley Cooper himself might be available in your league. And we'll also tell you if the guy throwing it to Cooper is someone you can ride with for the rest of the season. Our top performers are next. This is NFL Fantasy Live. In honor of Veterans Day, for every point scored during the NFL's 32 Salute to Service games, the league will donate $100 to each of its nonprofit partners, the Pat Tillman Foundation, USO, and Wounded Warrior Project. To join the salute and learn more, visit NFL.com salute.
Michaelis Thomas finding a little opening and all the way to the end zone. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Take a look at our top performers from Week 10 in the National Football League. Drew Brees, number one overall with the night he had against the Dallas Cowboys. Pierre Thomas is on this list. Nick Foles, Riley Cooper, Marshawn Lynch, over 22 fantasy points for the Seattle Seahawks. But really, this has become about the Philadelphia Eagles and our confidence level in guys like Nick Foles and Riley Cooper every week. We've seen this so often now uh, from Nick Foles. Now we think this could be a trend. This is only one half of one bad game he had. Yeah, he doesn't throw interceptions. That's a big thing. Ball security is so important, especially when you're talking about making fantasy points. Coach, you know, you get penalized for losing that. Yeah, Nick- and what's funny to me, Jason, sorry to interrupt, but everyone talked about Michael Vick fitting this offense. Nick Foles is a completely different quarterback than Michael Vick. Doing pretty well. Yeah, and, and he fits this offense because he throws the deep ball a lot better, more accurately than Michael Vick. He lets his receivers go make plays. And look, if Michael Vick can't run, which is why he had the job to begin with, then there's no reason for him to come back. And as Chip Kelly said, we like what we see, basically giving Nick Foles, anointing him as the starter for the rest of the season. Look what we've done. All the touchdowns we have, this is working for us right now. So Nick Foles works for you. You can pick him up and put him in your lineup and start him at quarterback. Another guy you can pick up is Riley Cooper. Get him right in your lineup. Yeah, and every time he's been on the field, Riley Cooper with Nick Foles against Tampa Bay, he had 18 points. Against the Oakland Raiders, 33 points. Green Bay Packers, 22 points. You follow where I'm going here? I'm saying that this is not something that's just a, a hit or miss with these two guys. These two guys are setting a trend. They're setting. A, there's a habit that we're watching here. And the, the ability for Nick Foles to be able to read these defenses and find his deep threat in a league that now knows how to have good coverage to stop these guys, it's, it's, going, it's a must. you got to play him. All right, Rank Ryan Fitzpatrick, over 23 fantasy points now, yes. will be the quarterback the rest of the way for Tennessee. How do you see this shaking out now? Uh, not very well. Now, I, <laughs> the thing is, I'm still upset because I started Jake Locker in so many of my leagues, but there's gonna, I just don't, I just don't think there's going to be many opportunities to put Ryan Fitzpatrick into your lineup, even if he has a fantastic matchup. And, of course, he was able to go out and get some points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But the buys end after week 12. And then if you have a stud quarterback, I don't care what the matchup is, I'm not going to put Ryan Fitzpatrick in over him because you're just going to end up second-guessing yourself. All right, now, they don't play the Cowboys anymore this year, Fabs, which might mean a downtick in production for all your Saints, including Pierre Thomas. Yeah, they're playing the 49ers coming up, so that is a far tougher matchup than the 11 ghosts that were out there playing defense for the Cowboys because the Saints <laughs> ran right through them like, like they were vapor. And, hey, I, Pierre Thomas was a guy we told you to start yesterday on NFL Fantasy Live. Now, well, I still think he's more of a matchup-based guy, and I don't believe in Mark Ingram either. I wouldn't start him against the Niners, and I wouldn't pick him up. But this was more about the Cowboys' defense. Is that injury-riddled? It's that bad, too. All right, let's take a look at our top performers, 11 through 20 from Sunday. There's Ingram on this list. Every guy who carried the football for the Saints is on this list. Case Keenum is there. Akbar's big call. Matthew Stafford, Rank talked about him yesterday. Andre Brown, Marcus Colston, and Golden Tate still catching passes for Seattle. Got to see what happens now this week with Percy Harvin coming back. We'll have more on that coming up later on in the show. But, Rank, as far as Russell Wilson goes, has he graduated now to being full-time matchup-proof starter? Absolutely. You got to start him each and every week. There was a little concern when we started the season because Russell Wilson was playing great as a quarterback wasn't necessarily putting it up in fantasy points, but we cautioned everybody, stay the course, make sure you get them into the lineup each and every week. And to be honest with you, if the Falcons were a little bit more competitive in this game, Russell Wilson would have had the opportunity to get even more points because they were able to pull the, the curtain back a little bit on those guys. But you look at what he's done over the last couple of weeks. You see it right there, 20 
at least 20 fantasy points in three of his last four. So this is a guy who's been very consistent for you and will continue so. And, and he's doing this, too, with mediocre wide receivers and, and tight ends. And he's getting Harvin back, so that could be even a better and play And playing for him. the Vikings at home this week. <laughs> Merry helps. Christmas early. <laughs> Here's your teams on a bye week 10. These are the teams that you were without some of these players on Sunday. You were without Jordan Cameron. You were without Josh Gordon, uh, Jamal Charles, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. Possibly Chris Ivory. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. You oh, were if you were in a Jets-only last-name Smith quarterback league, you were without Geno Smith. Next week, kind of a light week, though. Dallas Cowboys, St. Louis Rams. You're not playing the Cowboys defense, so that's good. You also can't play Tavon Austin if you pick him up this week on waivers. Speaking of waivers, here's Michael Fabiano's top targets for week 11. Shane Vereen on this list. Andre Brown, Nick Foles, Riley Cooper. Ruben Randall-Fabs, another touchdown from Eli Manning on Sunday. Each of Eli Manning's last five touchdown passes have gone... To Ruben Randall. Hello. And Akbar, you were right on it Sunday, said go get Ruben Randall. He can get separation at the line of scrimmage. He is not Ramses Barden, although now you have to text Ramses Barden back. And yeah, tell I know. He's watching that. this show, by the All way. Right. Thank you for throwing <laughs> me under the bus. Coming up, Faz will tell us why he likes those players off the waiver wire this week and what to expect from him in week 11. And next, Boykin to men. Boykin to men. Is the Packers wide out worth a spin in your lineup next week? We'll go through the players who had the most targets and touches for week 10. And Akbar will sing Motown Philly and tell you what that means for your fantasy team. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Every week in the NFL is a learning experience for fantasy players, even our experts. We'll tell you what lessons we learned the hard way in Week 10. Make sure you don't make the same mistakes we did going forward. Plus, Sunday gave us some of the least helpful fantasy scores of the season. I think even some of these guys' head coaches were surprised they scored. And Monday is no time to rest on your laurels. Get back to work with our top waiver wire targets of the week as you stock up for the playoff push. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome back. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano gets you set for a big recap of Week 10 and what it means going forward. Take a look at our top performers now from Week 10. Top of this list, Drew Brees, Demarius Thomas. Get to him in a second, but name on this list, Fabs, Tavon Austin. First-round draft pick out of West Virginia. We thought he was going to be big early. He's been asleep for a long time. Now he's fully awake. He's a guy that is still owned in most leagues on NFL.com. He's available in maybe about 30%. So if you need a wide receiver, go ahead and pick him up. I'm tempering expectations, though. Number one, he's on a bye coming up in week 11. Number two, Kellen Clemens is still his quarterback. He needs to have a few more skins on the wall before I trust him as a starter in fantasy leagues. So he's still not even a flex for you? No. All right, Demarius Thomas, someone who you've been starting with pride all season long in the Experts League. Seven catches, 108 yards, three touchdowns against the Chargers on Sunday. Another huge day for DT. As Peyton Manning goes, so goes Demarius Thomas. He is one of the most explosive young wide receivers in the National Football League. And this is a kid who helped me win in a couple of leagues this weekend. All right, now let's take a look at what you've all been waiting for. The early look at the waiver wire targets for Week 11. These are players who are available in 50% of more of NFL.com leagues. Look, people not listening to Akbar Bajbi Mila. Look at Case Keenum sitting there, still owned in just 6.9% of fantasy leagues. Ruben Randall is available. Nick Foles, Andre Brown, Shane Vereen. But Fabs, Andre Brown is a name. We talked about it the last couple weeks. Go out and get ahead of the curve on Andre Brown. And look what he did on Sunday. And hopefully you have good waiver priority because if he's still out there, he's not going to be for very long. A featured back, which is really hard to find in the National Football League. Forget about Brandon Jacobs. Forget about Peyton Hillis. This is the Andre Brown show for Big Blue. You should be picking him up. He could be as much as an RB2 the rest of the season. And going forward, they can load him up with 25-30 carries a game because he's got no wear and tear on his tires because he's just coming in midway through the campaigns. Great pickup for you. 
Riley Cooper as well. If he's still out there, go get Riley Cooper. How high are you starting him, Fabs? Right now, I still think he's more of a three than a two, but it's getting close. Akbar was right on with Riley Cooper, picking him a few weeks ago. He has got a great rapport with Nick Foles. And the best part about this offense is that he's still throwing the football to Deshaun Jackson. It's not like suddenly Cooper's getting all the attention. Jackson's not. You're starting both of these guys. Yeah, we are once again benefiting from this offensive attack of Chip Kelly. All right, how about the offensive attack in Minnesota? John Carlson steps out of obscurity, <laughs> Fabs, for 98 yards and a touchdown. It happened Thursday, so people forget you're playing plug-and-play with tight ends. Is he a guy to go out and grab? I think he's more of a two. It's funny because a Golden Domer replacing another Golden Domer in Minnesota had a huge game last week. I still don't see him as a starting tight end in fantasy, but remember, his first couple of years in Seattle, he had some pretty decent numbers but the situation there in Minnesota, you trust Adrian Peterson and basically no one else. <laughs> all right, don't forget, Michael Fabiata will have all of his start and sit recommendations on Wednesday's edition of NFL Live. Now, let's send it to Adam and Akbar with more of the news you need to know, guys. Thank you, Jason. Here is your Week 11 injury report as we go forward. Some big names were on this list, Akbar. None bigger, of course. Then Peyton Manning, but good news is that he says there is no new damage. He kind of chuckled about it in his press conference, so he looks like he's good to go going forward. However, Jay Cutler will not start this week. Josh McCown is going to be your starter for the Chicago oh Bears. Big news, but he looked pretty good. You know, back when he got his one chance on Sunday, looked pretty good. And Scott Tolzien is expected to start this week as well. And let's talk a little bit about him. Now, I don't think that you're going to go out and pick up Scott Tolzien and start him in your fantasy league, but what does it mean for a guy like Jordy Nelson? Well, for Jordy Nelson, it could be trouble for Jordy Nelson. I'll say this because when you think about Boykin and him getting 13 targets in this game, now, Jordy Nelson did get 10 targets, but just remember that when they are on service team together, and that's when they service the starters, it typically was Boykin and Tozine working together. So they're going to have more of a natural chemistry than he will with Jordy Nelson. He's going to try to work him through the process, but Jordy Nelson could see a, a dip in production. Okay, so there will be a little bit of favoritism, like with Riley Cooper and Nick Foles, maybe. It, it just happens naturally like that. I see yeah. how you work. Yeah, I like that. All right, let's take a look at the biggest disappointments from Week 10. My picture should be up here because it seems like every one of these players right here <laughs> were on a very prominent fantasy football team of mine, especially my league of record. A couple of big names. Wes Welker struggled against the San Diego Chargers. Colin Kaepernick absolutely disappeared against that Panthers defense. That Panthers defense is no joke. But let's look at, take a look at Trent Richardson, who once again has struggled. And as you said before, it was going to take some time for him to get in and get a rhythm, but it just doesn't look like he can do anything. Yeah, you know, I actually went back in a watch film because it's been puzzling all this time. What's wrong with Trent Richardson? Take a look at this. This is a power run play designed to run off of the backside of the pulling guard and the actual lead blocker. He doesn't even, he's not able to hit the hole. Then we see here, a little out route here coming out of the backfield. He stops and gives up on the route, not able to make it all the way through. Here's a 4-4 guy coming out of college now, right now, can't even on the swing toss, can't even hit the, the outside edge of a run play. When you look at Trent Richardson right now, not only is he not comfortable in this offense, but I don't think that Trent Richardson is the same guy that the Cleveland Browns drafted, nor are they the guys that the Indianapolis Colts thought that he picked up in a right. steal on a trade. You're bu you've bummed me out about Trent Richardson. What about C.J. Spiller? Well, C.J. Spiller, to me, is a dynamic talent when you look at him. But one thing he struggled with is the injury play, is the injury. And since being injured, he hasn't shown 
the same speed. This is a play right now that C.J. Spiller will usually get. He usually goes north and south. Here we see him going east and west. And as a running back, and any running back will tell you this, you can't make productive plays if you're running east and west. And we saw that with C.J. Spiller. Thanks. Akbar. Targets and touches is next. Find out what pass catchers were targeted the most in Week 10, if this, and if this means they're worth a, some fantasy playing time. We got four players you need to know about next, and later on we'll have we'll tell you what we learned for the week. For instance, I found out Akbar does a great Denzel impersonation, but we'll stick to the fantasy for now. On the ground, Andre Brown waltzes in. So just going to throw a fade to Tate. One-handed step. Bolzine throws for Boykin, and the catch is made. What a catch by Jared Boykin. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Every week at NFL.com, I write a column called Targets and Touches. It spotlights the pass catchers who amass the most targets every week and the running backs whose total touches that week merit attention. Hopefully, this helps you decide which players are worthy of starting or picking up in free agency and which ones are just a passing fancy. You can check it out at NFL.com. Slash targets. Let's start with the running backs here. And Andre Brown is a guy, Fabs, who we thought was going to be eased back in. Do you start him? Do you start Peyton Hillis? Over 30 touches on Sunday. Suddenly, he's a guy you have to own. There's no doubt about it. We've been talking about Andre Brown for three weeks on here as a guy to have on your radar to pick him up in advance. Now everyone's going to go out and get him. After he had a monster game, the only thing that holds Andre Brown down is his proneness to injuries. If he is healthy, he is an RB2 in this offense. All right, let's take a look at the targets now, the pass catchers who had the most targets on Sunday. Number one, led by Alshon Jeffrey. Really doesn't matter who's throwing him passes, whether it's Jay Cutler who's going through his own injury situation right now, or if it's Josh McCown. He's been terrific. Torrey Smith, Jarek Boykin on this list. We'll get to him in a second. But, you know, Akbar, Alshon Jeffrey is a guy who you were a little nervous about him earlier this season, the number two guy behind Brandon Marshall. But now he's carved out his role in the offense. He's a dependable guy every single week. Every single week you're going to look because Alshon Jeffrey is the other wide receiver. When you have a dominant wide receiver like Brandon Marshall on the opposite side of you, of course you're going to be able to showcase your talent. And that's what he's done. And I think from this point moving forward, I mean, if you haven't already, you can believe in Alshon Jeffrey his production because he's in the right system. He has the right wide receiver, the opposite side of him. Those guys are going to be made for production. Yeah, the guy who's losing targets a little bit is Martellus Bennett, but he's easily at least a wide receiver, too, and at most or at most a wide receiver, too, at least a flex. About Jarrett Boykin, Fabs, 13 targets against the Eagles on Sunday. Yeah, that was a surprise, especially with the quarterback situation there. Seneca Wallace, and then who was this other kid that came in yesterday? This Scott Tolzien, is that his name? Uh, we had never heard of this kid before, and now he's throwing passes to the Green Bay Packer wide receivers, Jordy Nelson, and this kid Boykin now. Boykin's more of an option in PPR leagues, and he's a good option when the matchup is right. But to me, I don't know, with the quarterback situation, do I trust him as anything more than a third wideout? I, I don't think so. Well, yeah, well, the interesting thing on that, though, is Tolzien and Boykin probably threw a lot together when they played scout team together. Yeah, and Tolzien's going to get the start against the Giants this week. How about Golden Tate? Six catches, 106 yards, and a touchdown on Sunday. But, Akbar... You have the return of Percy Harvin. Well, you know what? He did such an excellent job when Sidney Rice was there, when he was the second wide receiver. Now he's stepped into the number one wide receiver role. Of course, he'll go back to that number two position when Percy Harvin goes in, but he's going to see a lot less attention like he is now. He's producing every capacity as the number one and as the number two. He's ready to continue to produce on your fantasy team. So don't be worried about him because Percy Harvin's coming back. Still uh, treat Golden Tate like he has been. Yeah, yeah, treat him the same. He's played extremely well over the last few weeks. 
And yes, remember, Sidney Rice is also gone too. He'll remain a starter once Percy's back. All right, there we go. There's some players who hopefully helped you on Sunday or can help you in the future. But we had a ton of touchdowns that helped absolutely nobody on Sunday. So right now, let's kick it over to Adam Rank with every touchdown from every game. Thanks, Jason. That's right. Each week we take a look back at those unheard of players who robbed precious fantasy points from the guys we actually started on Sunday. It's a tearjerker for some curtain jerkers. Jerry O'Connell's favorite segment. Let's go to the video, and we will start in Chicago. And look at the bottom of the screen. One-on-one with Calvin. Why is he looking off Calvin Johnson right there? Even the Bears mascot is shaking his head. Wait, Calvin Johnson had one-on-one coverage. You're like, nope. Chris Durham's too wide open. Got to go to him. He's down there praying, going, why did he throw away all these fantasy points? Because that That helps no one. Let's go to Tennessee. Jake Locker already out of the game. I've already kicked the television set. So why doesn't Ryan Fitzpatrick roll out and hit Taylor Thomas? Who goes in? Yeah, Taylor, Taylor Swift, you mean. Taylor Swift? No, Tool Time. Jonathan, Sorry, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Sorry, Jonathan Taylor oh. Thomas from Tool Time. Right. And Jeff Zinnett was replaced by – who cares about that because <laughs> that helps no one. <laughs> Let's stay in Tennessee because the moment we saw number 30 run out there, we're like, well, I know how this movie ends. Oh, I've man. seen it far too many. It was MJD going to give us too many fantasy points. Thank you. We wouldn't want that to happen, Gus Bradley. And guess what? Because – that helps no one. UConn running backs are killing us. Green Bay, Seneca Wallace Whoa. out. The guy you just talked about, Scott Tolzien. He's got, can he not find? To who? Oh, you know who it is? It's Brandon Bostwick. And here comes the worst Lambo leap of all. They're like, oh, get off boy. here. They're Wait. throwing him back. Barry Bostwick had a touchdown. Boston. Would you stop? It's Brandon Bostwick. <laughs> See, even the guys in the Lambo leap were like throwing him back. Like, nope. We all started Jordy Nelson. And we're getting blown out in this game. And not only does your touchdown not help out to anybody, it that helps no one. one. I blew that one. Let's go to Atlanta. Okay, I understand. Somebody might have started Roddy White, and you're like, okay, yeah. There wait, 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 wait. Darius Johnson? Who? Darius? Exactly. No, who? Darius Moore. Are you sure? Darius no. Lieberham. Why are you doing this, guessing. <laughs> he does this every time we watch the games on Sunday. You start believing where you're like, really? Well, guess what? Here's one thing I do know is that that, that helps no one. one. Let's go to Pittsburgh. E.J. Manuel, can you please hand it off to C.J. Spiller? Pretend like Doug Marone is not going to be a huge liar. Scott no. Chandler? <laughs> no, no, no. That's, oh. Chris, that's Chris Gregg. It's Pete Metzelars. Watch the replay. Gregg he looks surprised. Brad. Here comes the replay. He's going to look surprised like, oh, my gosh, I'm in the end zone. What do I do? <laughs> yes, in the end zone. I don't know what to do. I'm going to raise my hand, but guess what? And that helps no one. Thanks. Who gave him the game ball? That Rob. Fred. You're losing by 13 with a minute to go. Hey, hey that's that the game. Yes. <laughs> in the face of demand. Here's our that helps no one all stars of the week. Oh, Ryan Griffin's on there. Of course, some of the guys we already saw. Chris Durham, though. If you're in a PPR league, he seems like somebody you have to pay attention to, right? Well, I would say in a deeper PPR league, very inconsistent. Doesn't hurt that Matthew Stafford's throwing the football, though. But, Jason, he is one of the most targeted guys for the Lions, right? Yeah, he's someone who you're looking for someone outside of Calvin Johnson. He's the guy catching, the only other guy catching passes. I just want to make people a little bit happy. You, you and know, you want to make Jerry O'Connell happy. I want you to, know, and, and I need to add, too, Bostic had the best name of the entire group right there. That sounds like a bonafide tight end. You know Bostic. Okay, okay Bostic. I'm starting him next week. Then. Okay. Now, remember... <laughs> If you want to see your tweets featured on the show, use the hashtag that helps no one when you see a fantasy score that, you know, helps no one. And now it's time for your week 10 that helps no one award winner of the week. May I have a drum roll, please? 
Scotty Tolzien, everybody. <laughs> and I would be... Listen, Jordy Nelson is on your team. That's who you look for, Brandon Bostick. Yeah, I don't like, want that. He's got like a Boston. Bostick sounds right? like a really cool guy. Ah, coming up next, school is in session. We go over oh, everything boy. we learned from week 10 in the NFL. This is NFL Fantasy Live. And that was a nice leg kick. Why'd you, what, oh, hey, oh, I don't know why. He's got a nice tan. I don't know why he does. He does. Thursday, it's a key AFC South showdown between two teams hopping mad after Sunday. Andrew Luck and the Colts take on Chris Johnson and the Titans. Colts-Titans, Thursday night football, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on NFL Network. Welcome back, fantasy fans. Time to go over what we learned from a wild Week 10 in the NFL. So, Akbar, kick us off. What would you learn this week? You know what? There's a big difference between chasing fantasy points and chasing talent. Uh, we saw last night in last night game, you know, when... Uh, Ingram goes out and rushes for a whole bunch of points, gets a bunch of points for us, and then all of a sudden you think, oh, let me go pick up Ingram. Ingram is not the same guy. But when you're talking about talent, there's real talent when you see Case Keenum finding Andre Johnson. There's real talent when you see Nick Foles going out there and spreading the ball, getting Riley Cooper and everybody involved. And th- very has been very productive with this offense. Then you take guys like Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper can stretch the field with the best of them against very good secondary group. And these guys have consistently done it. They have a track record. Chasing fantasy points is when you're just going after the big number. These guys are talent. Very talented. Chasing talent, that's what players do at the club on Friday night, right? Chasing talent. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our top fantasy performers. Uh, Drew Brees, 31 fantasy points to Marius Thomas. Tavon Austin, Akbar, real quick. Do you like him, not like him going forward? You know what? I do not like him. That's chasing fantasy point, Tavon Austin. All right, there we go. One thing I learned, a couple of big lessons from the NFC South amassed in that huge performance by the New Orleans Saints on Sunday night. Number one, that Panthers defense is legit. They're as close to a must-start as you can get after what they did to the San Francisco 49ers. The other thing is the Falcons go from a roster full of fantasy stars to a roster full of fantasy zeros. Roddy White even came back on Sunday, and he was atrocious. This offense just can't get out of its own way right now. You can't start Matt Ryan. You can't put Roddy White in your lineup. You can't start any running back, Steven Jackson and his one yard per carry average is not getting it done. He's not healthy. Even Tony Gonzalez is banged up. It's hard to play any of these guys, and, and it's such a, a big thing, right, to go from you're playing all these guys to you can hardly play any of them. Yeah, you can start those guys, I yeah. found out this week. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had to start Steven Jackson here and there in a couple of teams, but it's miserable, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon. Here's some big-name receivers who had five or less targets on Sunday. Eric Decker on this list, Tony Gonzalez, Jimmy Graham, Hakeem Nix, Cecil Shorts, Fabs, who on this list are you the most worried about targets-wise? The most worried? Tavon Austin, because I don't believe in him. Just like Akbar said, he is a case of chasing fantasy points. All right, let's move on. Adam Rank is going to take us back to a lesson all of us learned in the early 1980s with Peter Tamarkin. No whammies. Big buck. Don't press your luck. That's a thing. I was very adamant about Andrew Luck on Sunday's show, and then when I watched the games on Sunday afternoon with Michael Irvin, he was very adamant with me. He's like, Adam, we did not worry enough about Randy Wayne being out. We did not do a good job. We did not do a good job about that. And he yelled at me for about three hours about how much the Colts were going to miss Reggie Wayne. And then we went out and we watched the game. And, you, of course, you saw Andrew Luck struggle a little bit trying to find some of his receivers. Now, Andrew Luck did respond. And he had about 15 fantasy points, which was good. He didn't kill you. He wasn't Jake Locker is what I'm trying to say there. So he was fair to middling. But, you know what, I was so adamant about him being a must-start each and every week. I still think that in most cases, you're going to be starting Andy Luck. However, there's going to be some matchups. I know that the Chiefs are going to be looming down there in the on the horizon. So there might be some times 
where you have to make a decision about him, which I didn't think going into Sunday. All right, speaking of decisions, here's Michael Fabiano's waiver wire targets for week 11 rank. Who's the number one guy you're going to get? Well, I'm looking at Nick Foles and I'm looking at Case Keenum. And what I'm saying is if you have Andy Luck, like most of the time, I wouldn't carry another quarterback. I would just be like, you know what? I'm going with him week in, week out. But now I'm going to start to pick up, look at some of those matchups. Because Foles is starting to become more than a matchup-based guy for me. Case Keenum might still be a little bit. I, he still passes the strawberry through the battleship test. He, that, that <laughs> he <does>. yes. <laughs> but there's our guys. I'm now starting to carry an extra quarterback on my roster, so I'm not out of luck if something happens. Oh, very, Pun I intended. I like it. You did yeah. very nice. Pun intended. Pun All right, intended. Now, a lot of times early in our lives, we've had girls tell us, okay, it's been 10 weeks. We have to make a decision here. Oh, Usually it's relationship-wise, <laughs> but Michael Fabiano is going to tell us it's all about fantasy as well. 10 weeks. Wow, well, by the way, nice name drop. <laughs> nice name drop. And we all liked Andrew Luck. It wasn't just you, Adam. We were all wrong about oh, Luck yesterday. Bro. But the running back position has been an absolute mess at the top. Okay? How many first-round running backs did we all draft thinking we had a superstar. Do you want me to start counting them now? And no? guess what we ended up getting? A major bust. At this point, a guy like Ray Rice, a guy like C.J. Spiller, especially a guy like Trent Richardson, it's been 10 weeks. We no longer have to commit to these players unless they have really good matchups, and even then we're worried about them. Don't be afraid to bench these guys. If they were going to turn it around, they'd have done it already. We're 10 weeks in, guys. All right, here's a list of other fantasy disappointments from Week 10, Fabs. Who off this list stands out to you? <sighs> stands out in what way? In, a, in that you're in concerned that going in forward. In a good way or a bad way. I'm not concerned about Des Bryant. I'm not concerned about Wes Welker. Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson has been awful since he went to Indianapolis. Part of it's the offensive line. I'm sure it's not all his fault. But to me, and as a former player, you can speak to this, if a running back's that good... Can he make at least some plays on his own? <laughs> Can he make some you know, plays on his own? You're absolutely right because we saw that with Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders didn't have a gr the greatest offensive line, but he made a lot of stuff happen on his own because of his ability. And we're not seeing the same thing with Trent Richardson. No, That's what shocks me. He can't do anything on his own. And remember, we went back to when he first got traded. Akbar brought in his playbook and said, this is what he's got to figure out, and I don't know that he can do it and give you a great fantasy season. Turns out Akbar right on the money with that even weeks later. you got to bring your playbook in more. Yeah, yeah I, I'll bring it in. Yeah. All right, very yeah. good. <laughs> Tuesday, with all the turnover at the quarterback position, which players can you trust and which should you sit? We'll break it all down when NFL Fantasy Live returns Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. 
because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.